Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Spence Business Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, but before I jump into that, if you guys like the content I'm putting out, uh, please like, subscribe, leave a review. It helps out a ton with the podcast. If you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, that helps out a ton as well. So without further ado, today's guest is Dan Dorr. Uh, so he is, uh, well, he, he's actually been on a, a previous podcast, uh, I believe like eight months ago, maybe a year ago. Um, he's the owner of Door Property Management, um, and he's pretty much been running that for over 20 years now. So a very long time, pretty much. Uh, well, I think, yeah, you've been, running, you've been running that company longer than I've been alive. <laughs> 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 but it's so funny we look like we're the same age <laughs> either i look younger you look you look older no, I'm yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah with, with, with the, i got a little scruff going on here and stuff but um yeah uh to today's podcast yeah we're, we're going to be jumping in and talking uh you know pretty much in detail about uh dan's uh company um door uh, capital management um pretty much you know that they're an investment firm they focus on multifamily. so we're going to be talking about you know how he started it how he's growing it uh so there's gonna be a lot of great information so uh yeah without further ado why don't we just you know jump right into it yeah it's a pleasure to have you back on the show dan yeah same here max i appreciate the invitation and i know uh, i know we're both busy so i'm glad to be able to, to do this today Awesome. Awesome. So uh, since last time we uh, sort of spoke, uh, we talked about property management. Uh, so what sort of changed, um, you know, what, what's been happening? I know that I, I believe when last time we spoke, this was in the works and this was just starting to come out. Um, and now, you know, it's out and you guys are, you know, doing like, you know, doing investments, raising capital, all that, all that sort of good stuff. So can you take us a little bit through that journey um, of what happened since then sort of with, uh, with this new company? Yeah, exactly. So it's still in its infancy stages. Uh, but the essentially what the the objective is to bring like-minded individuals, friends, families, uh, and uh, acquaintances that would express interest in being part of larger real estate portfolios. Um, so we're being, uh, you know, we're not running with this. We're being very cautious. We want to we want to bring people that we that we feel are like-minded. They understand it's a long-term game. Um, we, we're, we're not looking to flip anything. We're looking to, uh, to get involved in larger projects with people who understand what we're doing, how long we're going to be doing it for. And, and, and it's a really long-term strategy. So the whole purpose of this company, uh, is really to gather around a select few group of people so that we can have, we can continue to grow and scale as we see opportunities come along. And, uh, it, essentially now, uh, I think from the last time we spoke to now, uh, the begin last time, I don't think this was pretty much in the works, but now we have, uh, like I have a partner that we, where we purchased some land. Uh, we have, I believe it's six buildings in the queue right now that should total just over 200 units. Um, oh, wow. and eventually, yeah, so that's in the queue. And, uh, so that the land secured, the, the, everything is going through the, the, the processes that are required with the city of Ottawa. Um, and then as now I'm having conversations every week with people who, perhaps would reach out to us and understand either their existing clients or our management company or people that know us or people that know of us. And we're having casual conversations about what we're doing, why we're doing it. And if there's some, you know, there's some like-mindedness to, uh, to the process. Um, and it's, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting, um, uh, you know, last year because we speak to a lot of people and then we're easily able to, you know, with a really quick conversation to see if we're the right fit or not. And if, and if we are great, we can continue the conversation. If we not, we, you know, we politely just both agree that this is, this probably wouldn't work. 
And there's maybe the other platforms we can help them with if depending on what real estate they're involved in. Uh, but this is more of a long-term game and the development phase, the development aspect is, uh, is a completely different beast than just buying and holding, right? So that whole process yeah. uh, is not all fully within our control. There's a lot of different uh, moving parts and, um, and the people who get involved in this stage obviously need to understand that. Um, so the whole purpose is to, to continue to have that growth. Once we have the right people, like-minded people, we have quite a few people already that, that would be good, the right fit. And now it's just a matter of continuing to push the opportunities and continuing that conversation. So, yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And, and yeah, and, and I understand that from your point of view is like, yeah, you guys are growing slow, right? Slow, right? Because it's like, you know, you guys are doing like, you guys are doing full land up development. Uh, you know, it, it's like, it's like you said, you're, you're not just going out there buying a building and, uh, you know, just like, you know, doing some renovations and then, you know, like, or like selling it or something or just holding it. You guys are, you know, you're buying the land, you're doing all the permits, you're doing like, there's a ton of work that's involved with this. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's super interesting that you guys are doing that and 200 units is, is, is not a, not a small project <laughs> that like that, that's yeah. a very sizable, you know, um, you know, um, project. Yeah, and it's on different parts of land. It's not all in one location. So yeah. 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 But still like 200 units is, is, is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. so, so how, how did you sort of like, um, you know, I, I, I know that you already have, like, you've been a real estate owner since like, I believe like the 1990s, uh, you, you've, you, you've owned property, right? So, uh, yes. you have, you have tons of experience in this uh, arena. Um, ha have you ever done something of this size? Like what, what made you sort of start going into like, you know, the land development space and actually, um, you know, doing ground up developments? Yeah. So essentially it's, it's a, it's a progression. It's not, uh, you know, I didn't wake up one day and decide this is what we're going to do. It's, it's a progression. Um, I had explored land development on certain properties that I owned in the past. And I realized, uh, you know, after going through several different iterations of doing it, uh, I realized that I needed somebody who really was deep into this game to, uh, to be partnered up, up to, to be able to, to bring this to the, to the finish line. Because I, you know, I've, I've bought and hold, uh, we do property management, we do property management for third party for other people. Uh, we understand that game very well. So that's, you know, we can, I can speak at length to that. When it comes to the development, obviously it's a different beast. And there's uh, obviously there's uh, people who are a lot more experienced in that realm than I was. Uh, I know a bit of it, uh, not deep into it. So thankfully, uh, through two common sources uh, that both knew myself and, 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 and now my developer uh, partner uh, knew both of us independent and, and suggested that we should we should talk. And uh, over several months of going back and forth, realized that we were a good fit. Um, so we, we were taking that relationship, uh, we're taking, you know, we're going to leverage that relationship because we don't, we both believe we can do well with that. Uh, and, uh, he comes from a, from, from a vast experience of building condos, uh, townhouses, single family homes, multifamily dwellings, multifamily buildings like we want to build. And, um, and, uh, and he's not too keen on the property management aspect of it. Whereas I don't have as obviously the experience he has of the ground up development. And, uh, but I do bring obviously all the expertise when it comes to property management. So we, we thought it was a really good uh, synergy to have both of us involved, at least in, in that stage. And then, you know, as, as the projects grow that we likely need investors to come in either as you know, limited partners or, you know, mezzanine, who, who knows, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what we need to do. Uh, 
Um, but uh, we're, we're in a really good trajectory right now to, uh, to make that happen. So it'll be interesting to see actually by, by the tail end of this year, uh, there should be a lot more tangible things that we can talk about for sure. So awesome. Awesome. So um, can, I don't know if you're able to talk about this in a little bit more detail, but, but the, that partner that, the, I, and, and I love that, like, uh, you know, I, I, and I see that a lot from people that I have on the show is like, you know, a lot of people leverage their connections. You have one guy who's really good at this subject or one girl that's really good at this sort of, you know, part of the business, then you pair that off with somebody else. And then you guys just explode because like, you know, you, you have two experts in like different fields that work so brilliantly together. Mm -hmm. uh, so is yeah. his back, was he in like the construction space? Like how, how, like he, did he start out in like the construction space or was he in like, you know, did he work for a, a, a real estate investment firm? Uh, uh, what's a little like, I, I don't know if you can tell me a little bit about. A little yeah, bit. it's all construction. It's all, all construction. construction. Yeah. And it was really like you would, you would build to sell. And he built his own portfolio, then wasn't keen about the whole operations aspect of it and started to exit. And then when we met, he's like, if, I, if I'd known that, you know, we'd have this synergy, I probably wouldn't have gotten out of the industry. Uh, so no, he's, we were getting back in, he's getting back in. And, uh, but yeah, you know, his experience is definitely in the construction, the construction management uh, aspect. And as we get into investments, we've got a few people that uh, we've, uh, we've had some really interesting conversations with about the strategy going forward. Uh, it's, not a, um, it's not a need immediately, uh, but it, you know, if we, if we uh, get the, uh, the opportunities that we believe uh, are, are up, you know, are, are very, in, very close to in our near future, then obviously we'll want to take advantage of the leveraging aspect of bringing people in for, for LPs and all that good stuff. So. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. And, and you guys, like with this company, you guys are focusing on uh, multifamily, correct? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So yep. uh, do you mind talking a little bit about like why you guys chose to go down the multifamily route? You know, there's so much real estate, um, you know, there's all different types of strategies. Uh, why did you guys decide to do uh, the ground up development and focus on, uh, you know, multifamily properties? Are, are, mm -hmm. are these like, uh, are these uh, purpose built rental buildings or are you guys going to be like, are they condos? Are you selling them off or uh, like what, what, what sort of the strategy behind this? Yeah, there's a couple of different re reasons why we're exactly where we are now. Uh, why are we in the, the purpose-built rental? Well, primarily because that's the, that's the industry that I head. That's, that's, that's what we do. We do residential rental properties. And I wasn't really interested in being involved in a partnership to develop condos and sell. Uh, it's just not the game. You got to choose your lane. And to me, that's not the lane I want to be in. To me, we have the management company. And so we wanted to steer in that lane. Um, and my partner was, has the experience to, to build exactly what we're looking to build, uh, which was, which is a, a, a definitely a net benefit. And, you know, there's, there's talks about, you know, potential exits depending on the market and so on, but the intention is really a longer term, uh, build and hold, uh, but who knows what, you know, what the near future will bring to the table. And the reason why we went into development, well, primarily because there was a, you know, there's, there's an opportunity there where there's, 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 there's a lack of supply. And, um, and, and I, you know, the, the province has made some changes in, uh, you know, since the last government came into power about, you know, trying to stimulate that, that industry because, uh, you know, the, the housing shortages. And uh, we, we like to, uh, to participate in that. And we believe we bring a lot of value to the table. So. For those reasons, that's why we're that's why we're we're hitting all uh, multi-residential, purpose-built rental properties. So, 
Okay, awesome, awesome. And, and yeah, like, um, I, I've sort of been watching a bit with like the Ottawa market and how it's like, you know, explode, like, I, I mean, this is more the the housing market, right, has exploded, um, you know, talking to different real estate agents about like, how, how much like, you know, townhouses and single family homes have gone up in like the last like this, this like, you know, 2020 and 2021, which is absolutely insane. Um, have, have you like, has that been seen with like, I guess like that would be correlated with like rents and stuff. Have you guys been seeing rents, you know, going up, like being pressed up as much as like the housing uh, prices are? Uh, probably not as aggressive as the housing uh, sales. Uh, we, we've had a, a, uh, a healthy increase in, in the, you know, in the, in the rental top, the rental market uh, from 2017 and on. Uh, you know, we saw some increases uh, that, that, that were, you know, the demand was higher than the supply. So there was definitely, that's where you start seeing the shifts of, of, of increases. Cause I've been in the industry for the last, you know, for la- almost over 20 years. And we had at certain points in the market where we wouldn't even want to increase our rents because we were worried that we'd have vacancy or, you know, if you'd increase your rent, you'd be over the market and your tenant could go and move somewhere else. Uh, which has kind of been the reverse now with, you know, the last few years. Uh, this year, uh, you know, the past year has been, has been interesting. Um, we're not in full correlation with the selling market. Um, and even the selling market, depending on which pocket you're in, is not the experience, not the same. So, we, you know, depending if you're in the downtown quarter as opposed to the suburbs, the experience is not the same. And the reality is... Uh, you know, when you look at that, and it's funny because I was speaking with a uh, with a, uh, a realtor this morning. We're having a discussion like this, and and you know the reality is is that you know that some people say the real estate market is crazy. It's great, but it depends on which side of the fence you're on. Because if you're selling and you're upgrading, downgrading, whatever profit you make, you'll pay it on the next one because all the market's gone up. If you're selling, you don't need to you don't need to re-enter the market either because you're you know moving to an existing property or you just don't need to buy anything else then obviously it's a net benefit. But if you're buying, it's terrible. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible. And if you're a realtor, if you have the listing, great, but it's still, it's, it's a tremendous amount of work because there's so many offers coming in and so much work being done. So you're having to decline a bunch of different offers. And then the people, all the people who put in the offers, if there's 10, 15 offers coming in, um, well, there's just one that gets selected. All the other ones did the work for nothing. You know, for so for you know the purposes of the of the real estate market, it, you know it, it's perceived in the media as it's great, but great for who? Mm-hmm. Not for everybody. Yeah, if you're yeah, a buyer, yeah. it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're a buyer's agent, it's the worst. Oh, and yeah. if you're you know, and if you're a listing agent, then you know the, the the sale will come, which is which is fantastic. But you're you're feeling a lot of different uh, in most cases, not not all of them. But you're feeling a lot of demand. It's a lot of work being generated. So, so I guess it depends what side of the fence you're on, and you know, side of the equation you're on when you, uh, you know, when when you hear yeah. that. So. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, like the the uh, I've seen a bit of news uh, about it, um, and it's just everybody's like, oh yeah, the you know the selling market's insane. It's great, you know, it's great, it's great for everybody and all that type of stuff. But yeah, there's definitely two sides. Uh, well, a couple sides to it. Um, 
can you actually now, I, I know you guys are still like in the early stages of developing these, um, you know, the, these parcels of land, but can you actually just take us through the beginning stages of actually how you like one of these, uh, you know, parcels of land, like how you guys sort of like scoped it out and found it. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this, because this might be like some of your like secret sauce about how you guys run your operation, but, uh, you know, any mm -hmm. sort of interesting um knowledge that you can drop about, you know, how you actually started it, like, you know, how you found the parcel land, uh, you know, getting the permits, uh, why did you like, what type of building did you decide to build on it and why all that sort of good stuff? Yeah, so essentially the, uh, we've got, we've got deep roots in the market. So deals get offered to us, by, we probably get off, you know, offerings every week of different lands. So uh, the funny part is, is that we've had to learn to uh, evaluate a piece of property fairly quickly because you can get bogged down if you're taking a look at everything that comes in you get bogged down so really it was a matter of focusing and seeing you know what are the what are the must-haves before we even start going down the rabbit hole of exploring every every piece of land and obviously for us as i've indicated before we're really going into a very specific niche in the market so the land needs to be able to allow us to do that and it needs to fit the area. So if you know, we don't want to go build a multifamily building out in the farmland where there's nothing around it. And in certain areas, the lots are so small, there's certain areas where it's just not that's just not the market we're in. Um, so we were, you know, we've had to, uh, you know, we've had to, to, to be systematic in, in eliminating properties as we went along. And some of the properties, some of them I already owned. So it was it was a it was just a we were just trying to determine the highest and best use. Uh, when, you know, when we're exploring everything and uh, others came along uh, either through realtors or contacts or banks or anything of that nature. Um, and it's a matter of being in, you know, being on the list of those people. And, you know, obviously they, they, they solicit you when they see that you're a potential buyer. And, uh, but these, you know, these acquisitions are, these are not like buying a single family home. They're not, uh, they're not a, a quick offer and uh, here are my conditions and I'll, you know, we'll close in two, two three months. Like there's, there's lots to it and, uh, and there's a lot of facets to it. So in, in many cases, you're including the counselors, including the city, you're including uh, the, the surrounding areas to make sure that what we would intend to build there would be acceptable. And uh, it's always a risk when you get, when you go in. So uh, some of the, some of them that we looked at, we kind of looked at it saying, well, ideally we'd do this, but if it didn't, how could we parcel it out to be able to exit part of it and keep parts of it? So it made sense. Um, so there's always that strategy. There's one, uh, there's another one that I actually shied away from that was uh, going through a fairly complex, uh, severance, severance with, with several buyers all involved. And, um, so there's always stuff happening. It's a matter of trying to see, uh, you know, if, if, if you, you got to pick your lane in many cases, it's just because uh, you, you can, so the offers for us, it's <clears throat> some people will, will say, you know, how come, you know, I never get deals, whichever for us, it's kind of the opposite. The deals just keep coming in. It's a matter of filtering out what makes sense. So we're not getting bogged down on every one of them. So it's uh so it's yeah. interesting for sure. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I've I've heard that from uh, other investors that like you once you get established in the market and you know you're recognized as a prominent buyer and seller, uh, you know people will just start throwing deals, and then you, and then you have the problem of like, okay, now we need to create systems to actually, uh, you know, instead of finding great deals, uh, you know, because you're getting so many deals at you, is actually sifting through those deals and finding the good ones out of them, right? That's um, right. 
Yeah, that's right. Yes. So uh, talking talking about these projects, um, they're, they're going to be purpose built, uh, you know, rental buildings, right? Multi multifamily. Um, so like what, what, what type of niche are you guys looking for? Is it going to be like, uh, like, are, are they going to be like towers? Are they going to be like townhouse uh, rentals? Uh, are they going to be, you know, like luxury rentals? Uh, like what, what, what type of niche are you guys focusing down on with them? Yeah, so it, this may vary from project to project, but the main goal is to be hitting low rise, three, four levels. We've got one that's uh, it's going on five levels, but yeah, three, four levels um elevators underground parking uh purpose-built rentals balconies uh that type of stuff and we're, we're hitting the mid-grade market we don't want to <clears throat> they're not going to be luxury uh, high luxury uh, extremely expensive buildings nor will they be uh, the low-end stuff we're going to be hitting the mid to, to mid to upper end market um and because uh, we, we you know based based on my experience in the rental market that's where you get a lot more demand it's, it's a lot more of an, a, not affordable, but an easier to digest rental range for, for you know, most people who are employed or, 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 uh, or retired with a pension or that type of stuff. So that's really the market that we're, uh, that we're aiming to, to, uh, to satisfy. Ah, okay. Okay. And then like, uh, you know, unit type, like, uh, are you guys like, what, what's like the, um, you know, are you guys doing like one bedroom, you're doing two bedroom, three bedroom, uh, you know, is there anything like, um, uh, accessories that you're adding to like, uh, I know you're gonna have elevators underground parking. Is there anything else that you guys are adding to the, the building to make it more desirable? Yeah, so they're going to be sticking to we're going to be sticking to one and two bedrooms. Uh, and in terms of desirables, there's a there's a there's, we've got a short list of things that we're exploring to do, um, which which obviously would would serve to satisfy the needs of this market right now. Uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, an area where people can get their, their, their Amazon boxes delivered, whether it's, an, you know, anything to help with security, uh, with, with what people are living now. Um, you know, we, there's some one of them where we're exploring a, a, ride, a car ride share option um, just to limit, you know, the, the, uh, the need for people to have cars. So there's different things being explored. I'm not saying they're all going to be uh included in what we do but we're definitely exploring and taking advantage of uh you know technology and and options for you know even for people who work from from home right because there's a very high likelihood that that trend is going to continue uh you know i don't i don't think that this is my gut simply my opinion but i don't think people are we're never going to go back to what it was before so you're gonna you're gonna have a, a bit more of a demand for people to have the opportunity to work from home and having you know either an area designated to it that they can do so that that wasn't necessarily there there or required before so it'd be interesting to see yeah 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 100 and, and something that i've noticed on some buildings is like some buildings will build themselves like uh, i've been to a couple of like like buddies places and stuff and some of their buildings like you know they might at the downstairs level uh like i mean at like they're sort of like lobby level they'll have areas where it's like these like you know like co like co-working space areas right uh, which are which I, I yep. found were really interesting. And then other like inside apartments, uh, some of them will actually have sort of spaces that sort of seem desert like built for you know like an office, um, you know inside like the unit right or, or like an area that sort of seems like put together to sort of like sort of foster that like sort of work environment, which I thought was really interesting. 
um, because I, I, I like, like you said, like, I sort of agree with that is, you know, as the, as internet get like before, it was sort of like, you're sort of handicapped if you didn't have good internet. Right. But as time goes on with like internet's getting better and better and better and better and faster and faster and faster and technology is improving. Like, I think, you know, it's going to be easier and more effective for people to actually, you know, wake up and, you know, work at their home. Right. Instead of having to commute and deal with all that sort of stuff. And people are actually maybe, um, going to prefer size, like, you know, like, um, preferably want to work at home over actually going to work. Right. But uh, I mean, like, you, 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 yeah, are you going to, what, what did you want to say? No, I, I agree with what you're saying. I actually agree. So it, it's interesting. It depends on the, uh, I think it depends on the person. Some people are itching to be in a work environment because of the, you know, the atmosphere and others are quite happy not to have to travel every day. So it really depends on what side or, or, you know, and depending on the work that you do, you know, some, some are more, uh, it's more possible to do it from an, a work at home environment with another one, there needs to be collaboration, you need to be on site. So obviously it depends, but I think there'll be, uh, there's definitely, um, I think it's going to stay. I, I think some of it's going to stay, uh, you know, and, and, and it's funny, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. Like I, I ask people all the time, uh, some people, you know, I ask them if, 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 you know, if, if you had your choice, would you work from a, a you know from a, an office where you have people around you? Or and it and it's quite interesting. It's dramatically different from one person to the next. Some people they, they just they 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 like to have the atmosphere and the purpose of actually going to an area designated to work. They feel they can get a lot more done. And others like myself, I'm working from home, and I'm I, my productivity probably went up 30, 40 percent just because I'm not traveling anywhere. Yeah, and we're able to take use of technology like this, have a very, you know, very good conversation. It's, it's, it's plan B from a real conversation in face to face, but it, my gosh, we still continue. Like we're in a, we're, we're in a stay at home <laughs> lockdown right now. And uh, here we are. You're my third one today. And I have two others after you where we're going to have discussions about moving the needle. Right. So we're nobody, you know, some of the people have taken advantage I, you know, my personal gut is I, I, I you know, I've been, I've, I've been enjoying this. Just the traveling, the, the lack of traveling for me has been huge. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. And 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 like so, sort of when like you know people sort of get to your level where you're like your time is so important. You know that traveling, it's like some people hire drivers, but like nowadays, it's like you don't really even even need a driver because it's like you can hop on a Zoom call and have this conversation, and it's so close to you know being in a, you know, being in like a meeting room or something. Right. And you can do these, you can just bang these out, like, you know, really fast. Right. It's it's so funny. Like I have days, some days I'm like, okay, I just need a, I need half an hour to just grab something to eat. (laughs) Cause I, cause it's good because you can book them right, run right next to another. There's no lag time. I remember the first time I did a zoom call last year when the pandemic hit, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was obviously doing it from here, from home, my home office. And I'm, fortunate. I've got like a really designated office inside my home. So I'm not using a bedroom. I'm not in the basement. I'm not in a, in a, you know, in a closet. I'm actually, there's, there's an actual office, which is great. Um, but the first time I did it last year, I met some clients cause we were supposed to meet face to face and then we were told not to. Uh, so we, we, we initiated a zoom call. We did the, we did the, uh, you know, the meeting this way. And, uh, and, 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 and we finished off and I walked out of the office and I told my wife, I said, had I done this the previous way, first of all, I wouldn't, because the, the meeting I think was like seven o'clock at night. I said, I wouldn't have had dinner with you and the kids because I would have had to make sure beat traffic because it was 
all the way at the other end of town. So I would have made sure to, to drive, make sure not to be late for that appointment. So I would have lost a good hour. I would have, you know, eat, eaten something on the way, you know, and, and, and I wouldn't have been able to eat with my family. I would have spent pretty much the same amount of time, maybe a bit longer because you're physically there. And, and then I would have had to travel back. I said, I probably saved an hour and a half to two hours of my time just by being able to do it this way. I didn't spend, I didn't, you know, I didn't spend any fuel and, you know, I didn't put any usage on my vehicle and, and it was quite interesting. So uh, there's some benefits to it. There's no doubt, uh, you know, there's no doubt. I, I, I like the, the in-person thing, obviously. Uh, I might, that's obviously my preference, but I mean, most of us have not, I mean, in this, in, in, in people that, that in my surroundings, we haven't skipped the beat. We kind of continue on and it's, uh, and it's been great. So. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Like the, 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 those are such valuable points, you know, like with, with the car and, you know, uh, being able to spend time with your family, right. Instead of having to, you know, go on the road, but now, um, quickly, I, I sort of want to jump to, um, you know, like what, 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 uh, what, what areas in Ottawa right now are you fo- like, are you focusing, like, have you bought these uh, parcels of land in? and like, what areas are you sort of seeing as like, you know, growth centers inside Ottawa? Yeah, I think Ottawa has quite a few pockets for us. Uh, the, the stuff that we're working on has been focused in the East end. Uh, we've had opportunities in the South and the West um, that we haven't fully embarked on. Um, we're, we're not, uh, us personally are not hitting the downtown core. We prefer to be in the, in the, in the outskirts uh, in the suburbs. So it's, um, so yeah, it, it depends. Like for us, it's uh, uh Every, every piece of land we'll look at, and if it meets our requirements of, of highest and best use in the project we're looking at, then we'll go deeper into it. Because I think Ottawa has, uh, there's opportunities everywhere. And I know now with the transit being being built, there's some concessions on zoning uh, zoning changes to be able to, to really uh, encourage developers to build uh, properties that are closer into the, the, the main transit line. So uh, it'd be interesting to see as things go, by, as things go on. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So now, now jumping to, well, actually, sorry, one last question before we jump to that. Uh, you, when you first got into, like, I know you have tons and tons of experience and we've talked previously um, and stuff. And, and I know you, you have like tons of knowledge in the space. When you hopped over to like sort of the development side, uh, were you surprised with anything at all? Or did you find out something and you were like, oh, that's interesting. Or like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Or, you know, uh, did you find anything interesting that sort of surprised you in that space or did everything sort of like ha- how you thought it was sort of going to be planned out? It sort of went that way. Uh, in development, you're, you're, you're hit with surprises all the time. Um, before getting involved, I knew, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I knew we would have things we didn't see coming. Um, and we're, we're working through one now through the counselors because there's a, I won't go into it, but it's just, it's just crazy. Um, and the, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we didn't expect it to be any other way. Um, you know, and it's probably one of the reasons why a lot of developments never, never actually become, you know, actually come to fruition because of all of the, uh, all the steps that need to be taken, the risk that needs to be taken. So it's, um, but yeah, no, we, we get hit with stuff all the time. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, the, the actual issue we weren't expecting, but we were expecting stuff to happen. And we have some on, 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 on all the projects right now that we're, we're trying to work through. Um, but I think in the end, um, it's, it's in a city and ourselves best interest to, to make that happen. 
Um, you know, the city wants intens intensification. They want more, more housing. We want to build. So it needs to make sense. The, the business plan needs to make sense. The, the operation, the way it's built needs to make sense. Um, and I think you know, sometimes they, there, there's certain things that are required that just, you know, add substantially to the cost. Um, and, and, and then all of a sudden it's like you're teetering on it. Does it make sense or should we just get out of this or keep it the way it is and, and not do anything? Um, but I think in the end, it'll, uh, everybody will benefit by having these, uh, these units developed. Um, and that is definitely the intention, uh, or the, the, the intention of, 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 of where we're going for sure. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that's very interesting. So, um, now jumping to the investor side. So what, what, what do you guys usually predominantly use with investor capital? Is that like, do you guys just raise the, like, do you, do you guys, you know, leverage the banks to use investor capital to do the renovations? Um, you know, and then pull that money out? Or is it more of like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you're putting your money in with us and, you know, you're going to be getting a, you know, like let's say a monthly or quarterly return on, you know, like sort of dividend, like um, on, on income that you've invested. So how, how have you guys sort of structured that with investors? Yeah, right now, the, the, the structure that we have, which is, is, is actually still in its infancy, uh, it, it's a general partnership that we set up uh, where we share in all of, the, all of it. Uh, meaning there's, uh, you know, whether it's uh, expenses, uh, revenue streams, whichever. Uh, I think the, I think what, what, you know, to answer your question properly, where we're going to be going is we're going to be looking for um, a limited liability partner, friends, family, acquaintances that have, that want to put money uh, in, in projects that understand what we're trying to do. And we're aiming to have people that are in it for the long haul, meaning that they understand that the project, we can't control every aspect of it. But once we get, you know, once we get to, uh, to it being built and, and then start to, to lease it up, then obviously there'll be a conversion from a construction loan into a longer term loan with a, you know, with a secured lender. Um, and, uh, and then from there, it's just a matter of, of, uh, of taking advantage of the cash flow that be generated from these buildings. And, uh, and hopefully within, you know, the first term being able to pull the equity out and then have, you know, the equity completely out and then keep, keep the volume coming in, have cash flow, and, and hopefully get capital appreciation and uh, mortgage paid down as the, as the time goes by. So that's really long-term play. Um, but like I said, it's not, we're not looking to have a hundred people with 10 grand in deals. That's not definitely not the intention It's to have a few, uh, very like-minded people that want to, that understand what we're doing and that want to be part of that. And that obviously we have to have a good chemistry, you know, the people who we surround ourselves with, we need to have a good chemistry. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's vital, uh, even more so than the money. Uh, I need to, to make sure that we, the, the you know, that we complement each other. Um, more so than the money, because the money be easy to find. It's about getting the right people involved and, and playing the game and, and each, you know, either some paying passively, meaning just an investor, but understanding to let us do what we have to do. And if not, then just not participate. Just, just don't, don't, don't do it. Right. So. Yeah, 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 hundred uh, percent. I, I, I had another guy, uh, another guy on, uh, Dave, and he was, uh, he's from Boston, and uh, he was talking about it. Like everybody that invests with his fund, right? He's, he, he speaks to every, every single one of them, just because you know, it's, it's the exact same words that you were saying. Is like, you know, just seeing if like they're similar minded, integrity, all that type of good stuff. Because, 
Um, you know, probably one of the worst things is having an investor that's just causing problems and headaches because you're like, you already have those problems and headaches with building this property and dealing with things that are coming up. You don't want to deal with that sort of end as well. Um, so, so taught like with that, like once you do the limited liability, um, what are you guys using this money for? Is this, cause like, uh, something that I recently figured, uh, found out, uh, was that like with construction loans, right. Is like, they won't give you the money up front. You have to finish, you know, let's say like 25 or 50% of, you know, the development or uh, renovations, right? Uh, and then they'll give you that first chuck, like the first installment. Uh, so how are you guys sort of, you know, overcoming that first installment? I don't know if this is the same for, uh, you know, development projects and stuff, but are, are using the investor capital to get over that first like little bit at the beginning. And then, you know, the construction loan comes in. Uh, I, I'm just sort of interested in how, how you guys are sort of structuring the money side of things. Yeah, so essentially I think there's, it, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, initially it'll depend on the project. Not every project will be the same, but some of them may be instead, it, it may not be money for equity, maybe money for short-term loan, just to bring us to, to completion. Um, and then they get paid out once the mortgage, you know, the, 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 the first mortgage gets applied once it's, once it's, it's leased up. So there may be a short-term component there, or it may be people that come in and we all pull the money in and we understand that that money is being used to be able to fund the, the project. And then they stay on as longer term partners instead of, of you know, so they have some equity. Um, so it, it'll depend on the project. Not everyone will be the same. Not, the, not every requirement will be the same. Uh, so, for example, like I have uh, one of the one of the properties that we own, um, uh, you know, there's, there's essentially no mortgage on it. So when you come in, you know, the, the money's there, the equity's on paper. And then depending on you know, once it's built up, then we can just we'll refinance, get our equity out and get it to, to be done. But we may not need the same attention on that project that we will on others. So really every project will be, uh, it'll be done. You know, some of them will probably be done similarly, but uh, others will, uh, they, they may not all be done the same way because the requirement may not be the same, or maybe the, just, just, just the way that the phases of the projects will work. Uh, you know, if you were able to build one refinance and kick it, kick it down to the next one and move on, the requirement may not be the same, but if we have to do them simultaneously, we may need more, uh, more infusions of funds for, for shorter periods of time in order to get us to completion. So, ah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I know we got like another like five minutes, a little, little bit of time left. Uh, just to go over quickly, something that I've noticed that you're you, you're doing really well at is uh, you know you're on social media, you're going to speaking events, you're doing all this type of stuff. Um, and 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 you're uh, is is this behind you know like getting your brand out there more? Or are you doing it to look to raise capital? Uh, what was sort of like the method, like the the thinking around getting into sort of, you know, being more on social media. And uh, do you think, you know, people that are maybe your age that are listening uh, that aren't on social media, should they get on social media if they're in the real estate space? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an interesting question. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy to answer it for you. If you go back, I want to say six months, there's a very high likelihood you wouldn't have found anything on me on social media. Primarily because I wasn't on any of those platforms, and it, it, and and it's interesting. The meeting I had just call I had just with before you, we had this exact same discussion with a gentleman that was see you're younger than I am, but he he's like 20 years older than I am. So we're having a discussion about about uh, about social media and all that. And I said, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a um, I'm a relationship type person. I like to have the one on one conversations. And, uh, but it limits you at certain points because, you know, when I built my business, there was a lot of that, uh, you know, that we when went through those steps where everybody's, you know, we have all these relationships, which is great, we have great relationships, but 
But at a certain point, there's only so many hours in a day that you can dedicate to do that. So you, you, you're hitting the ceiling. So the social media aspect through several mentors were actually telling me, is Dan, like, I mean, there's just no way to leverage if you're not taking advantage of the tools and you got to get more eyeballs on you to be able to bring yourself to the next level or else you'll, you're okay, you're doing well, but you're, 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 you're limited. So that was the whole reason behind getting on social media and start having discussions with more people in one post. And then whoever's interested then reaches out, we have you know, conversations as opposed to trying to do the one-on-one -on -one thing every time. So it's really about leverage. It's about getting more eyeballs on the brand, on what we're doing and attracting the like-minded people. Some people may look at the message and it may turn them off because they want to, they want to flip or they want the quick cash or they, you know, they don't like the philosophy of, of treating your tenants properly or whatever it is. Whereas for us, it's, we're, we, we understand we manage property. We understand it's real estate, but the reality is, is we're in the business of relationships and, you know, everybody on the team understands that. If you go to our Google reviews, you'll see, I mean, we're, we're a relationship business. And um, so, so, you know, when it comes to social media, it was really about taking those tools to just leverage that message out. Um, I feel we have the best team we've ever had uh, working in tandem right now. And uh, I think we can do, we can, you know, we, we're, we're on this mission to serve 10 times the amount of people with our real estate holdings, our property management services and our philanthropic efforts. And, you know, it, it was interesting because when I was setting those goals a few years ago, I, I thought to myself, the first goal was, you know, let's, let's double it, right? Because doubling is, is fairly, is fairly, uh, you know, it, it's not an easy task in any business that's been established. Um, but I, you know, I, I could envision how that would happen in a matter of minutes. They're, okay, we have to change this, da, 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 da. But I mean, if you're aiming to scale to a level where, you know, for every hundred people, you know, now you're going to serve a thousand people, you have to change how you think. You have to change how you how your systems work, what your perception is, how you interact with people, how you make sure you relay the message while still maintaining the service level that we're used to. So that's the mission. That's what we're on right now. And and then part of the development, obviously, development is actually part of that. So it you know it has different facets, but you know the speaking you know public speaker is not something I that I had, had really entertained. Uh, but you know, once we started talking, I mean, you, you, you go into to public speaking and I realized after doing my first one, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like, I, 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 I have no issues. There was a thousand people there. I, it, yeah, of course you're, you're a bit nervous, but it's not uh, like, I, you know, I don't freeze. So it, it's, uh, so I realized I had that innate in me that makes it, makes it easy. So I'll take advantage of it for sure. So we, you know, once, instead of having a one-to-one -one talk, with everybody, then you're only, you're limited. And if we can talk to a thousand people, there's a lot of chance, a lot more chances we'll have some engagement with like-minded people when you're talking to a, a much larger crowd. So that's the whole purpose of, of, of social media. So to answer your question about, you know, somebody my age, if, if they should get into social media, really depends on your goals. You know, I, I have no, no desire for the, uh, the, the, the vanity that comes with it. If that makes any sense, like I have, you know, you know, so, so that old question they ask you, what, what would you prefer, fame or fortune? Right? I'll choose fortune over fame ten times out of ten. Like I have no desire to be recognized, you know, for for you know, I want I want good solid relationships where we can leverage and push ourselves. 
but you know obviously and that was probably one of the reasons why that prevented me from doing that before because i thought it was just about vanity but reality is is that once you start talking and you realize there's a lot more like-minded people out there and then it's a matter of connecting with them and if i had not put myself out there to have you know public engagement or doing the linkedin posts or so on i wouldn't have i wouldn't have you know i wouldn't have known them so it's uh, so that's the whole purpose behind it so it really it's a personal yeah. decision yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And I absolutely love that. Uh, what you're saying about that is just being able to connect with such a lot, like large audience, right? Like you, you love those personal relationships, right? But like you're saying is like, there's only so much time in a day that you can allocate to, you know, building those personal relationships. Um, and then you also have, you know, going out the way to find those relationships. If you're, if you're able to get onto a platform and speak to, let's say half a million people, and out of that half a million people, you're able to find a hundred people that, you know, are really, really like-minded and love what you're doing. Like that, that's amazing, right? That's so much easier than, you know, trying to find those, you know, individually trying to find those hundred people out of five, like half a million people. Right. It's, it's a lot more work. Exactly. Harder, so yeah. So leveraging exactly. social media is, I, I think it's a great idea. Um, so now I, I know we're coming to the end here. Uh, so where can people uh, find out more about your investment uh, investment firm, real estate investment firm? And, uh, you know, if they want to get into contact and, you know, and speak to you, uh, you know, about your offers and like what, what else you guys are doing. Yeah, fair enough. It, the, uh, there's two ways. If you want to follow me on LinkedIn, it's Dan Dory. D-O-R-E is a family name, actually, Dory. And, uh, and the, um, and, uh, you know, we have several websites, one that speaks mostly to people who may be expressing interest in real estate investing, uh, which is called the DoryCapitalGroup.com. Um, and if you're, you're looking for third-party management, we have a, a website called DoryPropertyManagement.com. And if you're looking to see what we offer when, it, you know, we're talking to tenants and attracting and so on, then we have a website called DoryRentals.com. And uh, obviously they speak to three different audiences and, uh, and then from there, uh, yeah, you can connect with me and see uh, if there's any questions, we'll gladly uh, have a quick chat. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Dan, for uh, coming on the show. I, it's always a pleasure and I always really enjoy having conversations with you. Uh, you always drop tons and tons of knowledge, which I, I love. Uh, and yeah. And thank you again for coming on the show, man. Yeah. Thanks, Max. We'll do this uh, in six months or a year and then we'll be see where we're both at at that point. 100%.